in the year's 1879, but the history's not our own. Everything changed on July 3rd, 1863, during the Battle of Gettysburg. The dead rose up, the shadows darkened, and a reckoning had begun. Humanity's worst nightmares now walked the waking world. Everything seemed to be headed to hell in a handbasket. Humanity, however, was more resilient than the terrors expected. A secret war began between the darkness and those who would stand against it. A few sturdy folks from all walks of life, from school moms to nuns, from snake oil salesmen to steadfast soldiers and children to old coots, have risen up to stand between their fellow humans and creatures born in the very pits of hell. Some were fated to fall, but others stood firm. For the next hour or so, sit back and listen to the stories of horror and heroism, recounting of the sacrifices these unsung heroes have made. Enjoy these tales from the Deadlands. Be warned, however, these tales are not for the faint of heart. Hello, and welcome back to the Knights of the Smith Dinner Table actual play production of Tales from the Deadlands. Now, when last we left off, last episode, last week, uh, what have you, or five minutes ago if you're binging these um the group had rescued pennington Smythe. he wanted them to go and recover the amulet from where he hid it he went with them and they sent anders back to guard ellington uh back at the hotel and once they got to the place they found that the hole that he dropped it in had been blasted open with dynamite and they went down into it and they faced something called the Wailing Doom, which is basically just a big earthen elemental type creature that had sledgehammer hands and absolutely rocked both Tilly and uh, Pennington Smythe. But there was also another person down there who they had been warned about by Pennington Smythe, a, a, a man by the name of Ox, because he's built like an ox just a huge man size two if you want to get into the mechanics of things and he looks like his mama took him to the top of the ugly tree put a trampoline on the bottom and then just bounced him up and down through the branches of the ugly tree um now we were on ox's turn in the middle of the fight so without further ado And that was exactly seven seconds worth. <laughs> A big thank you to Michael Buffer for creating that many, many, many years ago when even I was a small child. Anyway, so it is now Ox's turn. And Ox does not look happy to see a bunch of people in between him and his escape. So he rushes forward, screaming right up into Goodman's face. Of course he does. And Goodman, as he gets close, you notice he has spiked brass knuckles. Oh, of course he does. And as he rushes forward, he's going to take two actions um, with the first one. Let's bring the pain, shall we? Sure, um, why not? He is in a panic, so we're going to turn on that wild attack. He does have two actions rolling here. 
he can see just fine at the moment. So let's do this. Oh, and as he swings twice because of a frenzy, um, he hits both times, one time with a raise. So the first time he hits is going to be three wounds to Goodman. Oh, cool. How the fuck do I just soak that, right? Yep. You can just click on that soak button. All right. You stopped one of them. If you wish, you could spend another Benny to try and go go bigger, but that's up to you. I honestly can't really roll much better than that. I'm not going to fish for sixes, so that's already a success. All right. There isn't really much more I can really get out of that. Like, there's, what, four higher numbers? <laughs> uh, yep. All right. And then his second hit was a raise. And that is going to sting. No, it won't. He's going to get wishy bucking didn't. Hey. All right. Do you wish to try and soak that there, Goodman? Honestly, like, it, is there a point? I don't think that even soaking that, like, with, like, a big raise could save me at that point. I'm I mean, already at each, two. each raise reduces the number of wounds. Like, spend it. All right, we'll click the Show Incapacitation card and go ahead and click that Roll Incapacitation button. There's where you got your ace. Yeah, where the fuck were you? <laughs> well, the good news <laughs> is you're not dying. You're not oh, bleeding come out. On. <laughs> you were down on the ground, knocked unconscious. But let's see what, what this uh, near-death experience has done to you. You got a, oh, that, that's very fitting. A hideous scar on your head, which would be your, uh, right across your face. He probably just fucking brained me with the fucking brass knuckles across the nose. He just stomped right up to me and fucking floored me. <laughs> like, it, that's, it'll, that's about right. It'll heal in 24 hours, though, because you hit yep. your uh, incapacitation with the raise. Indeed. True, but my nose is going to be fucking busted. <laughs> Looks like you got hit with a meat tenderizer. Yeah, the nose has a definite, definitive crook in it now. And um, since you dropped like a sack of potatoes, he's going to continue his move, sacrificing his other action to try and get closer, but he's not able to get into melee with Charles. And that will take us into round three. I love getting stomped at the start of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> The good news is, is that you do Tell have me about that. a healer. <laughs> this is my second time. Don't you fucking at me. <laughs> hey, we all get a free Benny. Everybody gets a Benny as Pennington Smythe got a Joker. Uh, there's Daisy's. That's he made a roll spirit. Uh, it shouldn't be yet. Um, so go ahead and click no on that for the moment. It just is just there. It just says roll spirit. Ah. Oh, I don't know why. It shouldn't have come up yet because it's not your turn. Maybe we'll get back to it. Maybe it's because I'm unconscious. I'm not it's, really it's because It's because he's controlling Roderick. Right? No. That no, was he doesn't guy. have Roderick. 
All right. Roderick kind of staggers forward, slowed down by his wounds. Um, and he's going to do two actions. The first one, well, let me see. Yes, the first one is he is going to load a shell into the sawed off. And then the second one, he is going to target ox and fire away. So first action is a reload. Second action is going to be buckshot short. Shooting buckshot. Two actions. And he is... Who had the light? Looks like it's on... It was me. Yep, it was on Goodman, so he this doesn't have any light literally charged the, This dickhead literally charged the asshole with the light. Whoops, I uh, targeted the wrong guy. Oh. But that's okay, because it was just the shooting roll. Um, that will actually be two higher, which I believe would it, result in... It counted in the... It didn't count as the... Or no, Sada. He's not large. I was thinking right. scale. Yep. Size two, scale still normal. All right. So we that finally learned that uh, those is a raise. who yelled at us in Giant Slayer. And he causes two wounds, Ow. which Ox is going to try and soak. <sighs> he soaks one of them, but he is now shaking. No, he doesn't. Oh, all right. So we're going to go back up to two wounds. He is shaken. And that is the end of Pennington Smythe's turn. It goes to Cole. Well, he, uh, he dropped Goodman. I was going to attempt one hit. to I was going to attempt to try to talk to him. He hit me twice. That, I resent that. So we're going to move forward here to get a clear line on him. And... Well, shit. First, I'm going to pick up the Gatling rifle that's laying next to me. And then I'll move forward. Okay. So I, I forgot I had dropped that and switched to the regular. And we are just going to unload the Gatling rifle on him. Oh. Oh my. All right. So shooting, subtract ammo is on. And it's just straight up roll, right? Yep. Yep. And that is a trio of misses. Uh, we'll spend a Benny on that. I got one ace out of there. Bringing your total to 10 on uh, the second set of, sh on the second burst. So go ahead and roll damage for that. Out of the three bursts, one of them hits with a raise. <clears throat> And that's going to be oh. another two wounds, which he is going to try and soak. I can't no, ice. I was going to do that, Nick. All right. be faster. So he is up to. What do I do? Just spend a Benny? Four wounds. Yeah. 
You can spend all your bennies on this, Nick. I'll keep mine. <laughs> all right. He is staggering. He is not looking so hot. And then it is Charles's turn. Oh, he's he's still up with four wounds. He's a big guy. He's a big asshole. Oh, let's see. He just took down my future business partner. So we're going to put the knife away. And we're going to declare two actions as he pulls out the Winchester lever action shotgun. Target has dodge. He does. All right. So two actions. Buckshot short. And roll it. Oh, there's an ace. Coming in with a raise on that first one. Go, Chuck. And that would be shake it. Which he will be taking another wound. He will not be taking another wound because he is hardy. Oh, well, then I'm going to spend my free Benny on that because... Fuck that guy. There oh, we Jesus go. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> my God. Cast <laughs> that bitch. Yeah, from a, from a shaken to... Uh... He fucked with the future business partner. Business <laughs> is good. You're going to run the bar. I'm going to run the kitchen. It's all, all right. going to work out. And he's going to run out of blood to bleed. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right. Let's see if he actually survives this. He is still alive, but he is bleeding out. He took seven wounds. Well, you see, I declared two actions and I did not move. That is true. So I'm just going to come up and bury the shotgun into him for the last just coup de grace. All right. Go ahead and expend a round. Yep. And that will end the fight. And as everything falls apart and he goes dead, dead, there we go. Um, you guys now have two people who are seriously wounded, three people who are seriously wounded. Let me rephrase that. And, uh, one of them happens to be your healer. Yeah, but the healer's still upright and mobile, right? Indeed. Goodman so. does seem to be stabilized, but he is definitely in bad shape. So I'm going to look at Pennington. All right, where's this amulet? Uh, I don't know, because I just threw it down a hole that was much smaller than the one that we came down. All right, so Charles looks like he's going to go look for the the amulet. Yep, I'm going to pick up the torch. The lantern. The lantern. Where's um Pam's character? She, she is right here. there. The bloody one. 
I'm going to come up here and hand her my dolly and say, this will make you feel better, and then run up and catch up with Chuck. Uh, what's the radius on a lantern? I already changed it for you. Oh, did you? Yep. Ah, oh, there we go. <clears throat> help Doc Tilly up to her feet and try to help her get herself bandaged up before we tend to Charles. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a healing check then. All right. Chuck, don't run away from me. Yes. Oh, I'm still targeting Ox. Sorry about that. I'm going to grab okay. his apron and follow him. I don't know. I, mean, I just assume he wears an apron everywhere. It's it's armored. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Uh, so you two are looking. We'll come back to that notice check. Yep. Just tell me when to roll it. I just <clears> moved <throat> around. All right. So, Cole, you don't do a very good job of patching up her wounds. Um. Pennington Smythe, however, is he does not have a medic kit, so he would have a minus two for him to he, attempt. He can just borrow one of the other twos. There's one on my body. <laughs> I have a doctor's bag. And he's seen me use it. <laughs> All right, so he will use said doctor's bag and attempt to bring Goodman back. And Goodman gets to uh, have his wounds reduced to one wound. And because he got to raise that wound or the effect from the uh, the blow that dropped you to the ground God. is gone. Comes over and opens up the doctor's bag, starts treating me, and then just fucking stets the nose. Oh. <laughs> Ow. Um, Tilly, what are you going to do? Yeah. I think I'm going to use some of that healing power and see what it can do. All right. <laughs> Bend a Benny on that. Or just re-roll it. Yeah. Because you don't really have to necessarily spin the Bennies because it only costs you one power point on a failure. Yeah, and it's not a time crunch right now. Right. Just within the golden hour. How long does it fail? I roll again. Yep. There you go. All right. Did you give her her Benny back? Give her her Benny back. Oh, yeah. yeah. She spent a Benny, but so that's... She is down by one wound. Toss it back to her. And as you guys are definitely getting um, stuff taken care of. We will go to Charles and Daisy. Both need to make a notice check. Or I'll just play this. I will play the get a clue. Okay, Daisy, go ahead and make a notice check. Oh, Daisy, go ahead and make a notice check. I was muted. (laughs) 
Okay, Daisy, so you're wandering around helping, helping Charles when you see tucked underneath one of the bodies down here is this weird looking amulet. Necklace, kind of a, a skull theme to it. And as you reach down to pick it up, it definitely gives you bad juju feels. Like how bad? Like, it just feels gross to touch it. Not because of the blood or anything like that. It just feels gross to touch it. Chuck! Charles, on the other hand, you you notice a slight glint of light right down here on this wall. And it captures your attention. And as you head on over closer to get a better look at it, thinking, you know, this might be the amulet. No, it it's not. On the wall is what appears to be carved right into the rock the kind of a petroglyph of a lightning bolt. And the lightning bolt itself appears to be the thing that's glowing. The check lead me for real. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. We, this was at the same time, so I see that, and then walk over, and then I hear Chuck, and so I'm going, "What? What is it?" I'm gonna hold up my hand. This is bad, Chuck. You have the amulet. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, I, do. I I will hold out my hand for it. No, Chuck, it's bad. You're right, so therefore the adult should handle it, not you. But not you, Chuck. Let's give it to... Let's give it to Cole. You know, I, I think I'll be okay. Chuck... And if I'm not, then I'll give it to Cole. But I don't want you to not be okay, Chuck. I need you, Chuck. But I'm not gonna go anywhere, Daisy. That might be the problem. You might end up somewhere and not be able to go anywhere. Well. Or we give it Mr. Goodman. Or, 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 or Chuck. I could put it on Dolly. Dolly's pretty strong. They'd never find it on her. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great idea. Let's put it on Dolly for the moment. Okay, but... But I gave it, I gave it to that doctor lady. Oh, well, we'll go get it back. Okay. But Dolly, Dolly would look nice in it. Let's go do right. it now, Chuck. Well, there's something over here, too. What is it, Chuck? And he points out the lightning bolt. <gasps> do you know what, li what lightning is? And as you guys are looking at it now, you kind of missed everything else that was a surrounding it. But not only is there the, the lightning bolt rune, it looks like there are dozens of other runes. It's just that that one stands out. Um, kind of glowing with that, 
the best way to describe it would be like that tritium glow for like a glow-in-the-dark watch face. That real soft yellowish green glow. Like radium? Yeah, like radium. Or like literally anything glow-in-the-dark? Uh, no, some things glow-in-the-dark better than others. And radium is very dangerous. So, I think it's radium. Um, That's Sir me, not Pennington lazy. Smythe. Fair, fair. He staggers his way back. I'm just... <laughs> My uh, tablet decided that I was talking to it. <laughs> All right. So he does. He staggers his way back. Does anybody else follow them back? Figured Tilly's probably still trying to heal herself. <laughs> Yeah, I have literally come over to Cole and Tilly while this is going on. Okay. Trying to uncross my eyes a bit. All right. Oh, is Smythe the S? Yes. Because for some reason, they don't have an image of him. Shane, get after your people. Yes, Shane. Whoa, don't talk shit about Shane. <laughs> All my homies love Shane. I've known Shane for more than 20 years now, so. Well, I, never even, I never even met this man. I'm a better friend to him than you are right now. Come on, man. <laughs> no, not seriously. I, like, genuinely, though, like, do not know this person. <laughs> He's the creator of the, the game. I mean, like, that much I got. But. Let's uh, match up Doc Tilly. Point at the, the wall, and uh, does this mean anything to you? And we'll pause on that end while they give another attempt at healing. Yeah, Tilly, are um, you going to heal yourself, or are you going to heal Chuck first? Or not Chuck, Goodman. I'm going to heal. I'm going to heal Goodman first. You can actually spend one extra power point and heal and both. both of you. Indeed. And if it fails, How do I do it's that? Only one? You'll just have to manually adjust your power point after you're done. It just costs an additional. Do I do it before or after the roll? After, because if you fail, it still only costs you one. Do I target him or just roll? You don't even need to target anybody. Just roll it. That seems pretty good. Wow. Um, that was good. That was a raise, thus reducing both of you by two wounds. Well within the golden hour. It's a good thing that we don't have the difficult healing setting rule. We don't talk about that here. All right, both of you are feeling much better. And down here, Smythe is looking at those things. And he's studying them. Don't think he speaks that language. He does not. However, he is going to take an educated guess. Since he doesn't know the language. What do I know the language? Um, you do not. Okay. Can I tell him what it means? 
I mean, if you think you know what it means, feel free. It says, lightning happens often in storms. Thunder comes later. <laughs> True Tate would shamelessly steal this exact tactic only a couple hundred years later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Pennington Smythe looks at it and he's like, I, I've never seen anything like these runes before. Um, does anybody have any paper and perhaps a bit of coal or a pencil? Uh, sure do not. I have a harmonica. We can't uh, write on a harmonica. That unfortunately will not help me. Well then. I have my knife. That won't help either, my, my dear. Well, I will send Dillinger back as he's much better at these things than I am. I'm going to, since I've got an eye for languages at this point, knowing three of them. You only kind of know make... a couple of them, though. Just saying, Chuck. Uh, add an additional minus four because it's not related at all to any of the languages that you do have to speak. Oh, even on the unskilled check? Yep. Ooh. Someone's being All right. Right? It's God. They're pissed. <laughs> They've seen your internet browser history and they're coming for you. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. And with that critical failure, I'm just going to. You think Daisy's right? Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy? Good job. We need to work on your French later. And I'm just going to pat the lightning bolt as I turn to walk away. Okay. Anything happen? No, no, nothing happens. All right. But it it just continues to glow softly. Is it the only thing that's lit up? Um, Some of the other runes around it are, but... None of them are quite as prominent as that little lightning bolt looking thing is. Yeah, I was gonna How high spend is spend as many bennies as I could on that, but no, critical failure. Um it's about your head height. How tall is the ceiling? Uh at this end it's tapering down to about six feet. How high up does it go? Uh, towards the middle, probably 15 feet or so. No, the lightning bolt. Oh. it It's about six inches in length total. So like this big. <laughs> My wife just held her fingers on each hand about two feet apart and then asked if it was that big. Well, we know what James lies about. <laughs> um... Chuck. Chuck. Yes, Daisy. Chuck. Daisy. 
I don't think Mr. Smythe knows what he's talking about. Oh, quite. This this makes no sense to me. It's in a language I do not understand. I think we're right, Chuck. And I think just just some kids were playing down here. You know, that's a very good possibility, Daisy. I think Mr. Smythe needs to go see Doc Tilly to get patched up, too. He's looking awfully rough. Indeed. I gave I gave Doc Tilly my, my dolly. Yep, let's go get the dolly. Let's go get Dolly. She needs a new necklace. <gasps> yes. Oh, I'm not leaving you behind. Sorry. Move the character back as we go get the doll from Tilly and I head out to the wagon with Daisy to uh I'm gonna put the necklace on on the dolly and put her in my backpack again. Okay. Smythe just kind of watches you and then he looks over at the rest of you as they're walking away and like, well, I have to say, I don't believe that she will be the first target that anybody goes after to recover the, the amulet. Oh, so you found the amulet. Yes, you didn't see her put it on the doll. I've been back here, uh, patching up, um, well, helping patch up Doc and um, Goodman. Oh, yeah, sorry, guys, we found it. I got really confused by the lightning bolts. Um, Cole, you seem to know a lot about a little. Why don't you go check it out? Lightning bolts? Yeah. Oh. Sure, Daisy's following along, but just to not have to drag all of the characters down to it. Just take Cole okay. down to the thing and show him. Is anybody else going down with him? Tilly's gonna go. And then, is there anything on these bodies worth taking? Um, no. All of them were pretty much the same as all the other martial artists that you have fought. Where are you guys going? They're all walking down to the map that there's no actual thing to look at, so we can just... Oh, here, I'll, I'll put a little glowy spot in. Hand wave over it to... Glowing spot on Because I'm map. sure it's riveting to watch just people... Drag around in circles. Drag around in circles, yeah. <laughs> did it not change the color? It did not. There we but. go. There's no light down here other than our one light, right? That's not true. Cole Cassidy has a light. There we go. I'm just going to be running around back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, wherever there's light right now. All right, so as the rest of you are looking it over, they are definitely carved runes in the wall. And they emit this steady yellowish-greenish glow. And right in the middle of them all is a lightning bolt at about three and a half to four feet off the ground. What are you guys going to do? At least the three of you. Do these look familiar at all? They look like lightning um, that comes out of the sky at night. 
make a let me look at your skill list in your case i would say make an occult check um, with my bonus no actually because it's not in your book okay but you th this could be something you've heard of in the past okay and any penalties bonuses to it uh, we'll call it a minus two penalty. And we'll go ahead and spend a bidding on that. Okay. Try and boost that three. We'll go ahead and spend the last bidding on it. All right. And same. Oh, that's yeah. even worse. They're, the best you can come up with is they are definitely Native American in nature, but that would be it. Let me check my... You've seen something like this down where the Navajo live um, and where the Pueblo Indians once lived. It's a shame they tried to kill us. Otherwise, we might have had some friends to check it out. And you, how, how big are each of these runes? Are they uh, about, what, two, three inches big a piece? Uh, except for the lightning bolt, which is about six inches. Okay, which is about six inches. So what I'll actually do is I'll uh, get my backpack and get out my deck of playing cards. Okay. And I'll go through from, you know, Ace of Spades, King, and like that, and the order they're in, and I'll use the back end of my knife to kind of, like, get, like, a rubbing of them on each card, so that way I know which order they go in later. Okay. Uh, Tilly and Goodman, what are you guys doing about this? Tilly's going to go for a research check. Um, with that 10, well, well, let me think about this for a moment. What about uh, Goodman? I'm going to be drinking. I literally have no idea why I'm over here. Okay. <laughs> um, Tilly, uh, there might be some kind of chemical that's causing the glow but you're not sure what kind okay so hmm, let's either go with a science or a weird science check here let's go for weird science okay um you want to leave it at that, or do you want to spend a Benny on that three? No, we're going with a Benny. Oh. And with your result of four, <clears throat> you remember from your days of learning at the oh-so-gentle hands of the Collegium that anything that has ghost rock involved, sometimes you can get a reaction from it by adding uh, what's the words I'm looking for oh sanguinous vitae or those were just the words that he magically came up well, with well I mean she's a scientist and those would be the words that she would use sorry um, but in layman's terms it would be blood And both you and 
Goodman have a fair amount of blood still on your hands. Oh, did you say it would be blood? Yes. I thought you said what? No. Blood. And I was like, you're waiting for Doc Tilly to fill in the blank? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Latin class with Doc Tilly. <laughs> So what would you like to do with that knowledge, Dr. Tilly? Do more research. How so? Put some blood on it. We need to smear some blood on it and see what happens. Okay. Science. <laughs> For science. All in the name of weird science. So as you take some of the blood that you still have on your hands from patching yourself up and you smear it kind of across the, the glowing yellowish greenish lightning bolt, the whole chamber shakes. Like there's an earthquake happening right now. I'm going to run and find Chuck. Uh, you're with Chuck. Well, I've been running around. I didn't know if he was still with yeah. me or I was still with him. Yeah. Yeah, now I was just waiting in the middle of the room and now shit's starting to shake, so uh Chuck, it's just like that one time. <laughs> but after like a second or two, the earthquake settles down and everything stops shaking, and the worst that happened was dust and a few small rocks fell out of the ceiling. Is Hellstrom here? I'm gonna look over Tilly. What did you do? I don't know. Uh, you saw her wipe some of her blood right on that rune. And then everything shook, which caused you guys to look around. But I'll let both uh, Cole and Goodman make notice checks. Uh, oh. I'm getting out of the hole in the ground because... I think that Hellstrom's dropping more bombs nearby, and I don't want to be buried alive. All right. Cole and Goodman both. You guys caught a slight glimpse of it. As soon as the blood touched, that's when the earthquake happened, and you saw the blood absorbed into the lightning bolt. And Goodman, you almost swear you saw something for a moment, kind of like this ghostly white energy string out from the rune, the lightning bolt rune, straight to Tilly, and then it faded from your view. Hmm. Well, that is... So I'm trying to think about, like, so right now, as far as Goodman is concerned, like, there did there's certain grounding that has to happen. So for for the ecology of this cave right now, when Pennington Smythe first came here, it was just a hole in the ground, like a tiny hole, and then he dropped the amulet into it? Yes. Um, but he had no idea if there was a cave system or anything down at the bottom. And from what you guys have seen, it looks like this was just a small cave system that the ogre... Or not the ogre, the ox and his men. I don't know why I called him the ogre. Uh, 
but the ox and his men opened up. Which was the lair of the uh, the whaling, the, the two for one special for uh, for smash and scrim. Yes. Um, um, so then, I'm just trying to think of like where this cave could have been, like significance wise, because we're like we're, we're outside of what, like outside of um, blank on the name of the town. You are north of Shanvan. Shanvan, Jesus. Um, Which yeah, in so... our world is in the same location as San Francisco. Yeah. So in in that whole area, it's kind of. Like where's the uh, where 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 why why would this be here of all places? It's kind of like the it's, it sort of asks the question. So uh, for me, questioning what this kind of thing could be from where we are geographically, would I be able to make a common knowledge on that? Um, if you had more dealings with Native Americans, I would say yes. Um, well, I mean, who's to, that was the point of the bartender is like, yeah, who's to say who I, I haven't would hung say, oh, this is going to be a next to impossible connection to make. So ha, do it at a minus six. Uh, so minus two minus four. Yes. All right. Roll it. No, oh, negative two. Yeah, you're you're not sure at all. Oh, it's always something. <laughs> Indeed. Does it always have to be something? All right. I'm turning around. I'm, turning around. I'm leaving this fucking cave. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. Goodman is on his way out. What about the rest of you? I'm already out. <laughs> I am waiting in the wagon because I am not getting trapped underground in an earthquake. Okay. Um, as soon as you get above ground, I mean, the air is the same. The sky is still clear and you don't see any sign of Hellstrom's airships. Oh, thank Yes. That's that's good, because the last time there was a big eruption like that, there was a green skull in the sky, and I'm not down for that. That's valid. All right. Chuck, are we safe? Yep, we're safe. Take you guys back to our landing page, and it's a short trip back. And you head back to the hotel that Dillinger... And uh, Pennington Smythe are staying at. And he says, please, meet me for dinner here. I just need to uh, get cleaned up. And by the same. time he is done, what's that? I said, same, because I still hadn't cleaned off the blood from the first battle of the day. Mm, valid. So you guys get cleaned up, meet him and Dillinger for dinner. And once again, it's in that same room where you guys first met Dillinger and large table. And he invites all of you to sit down. Oh, thank 
stop that. Right? Um, as dinner is being served, Smythe walks over to the desk, opens it, and pulls out a very nice mahogany case. And he walks back and sets it down on the table and opens it. Inside, you guys can see a dozen or so silver signet rings. And then he begins speaking and says, Well, the rules for joining our society are a bit rigorous in normal times, but these are, as the Chinese say, interesting times. You have more than proven yourselves, and whether you like it or not, your destiny and that of the Explorer Society are intertwined. This ring is the symbol of your membership in our little club, but there is an inner circle as well, and after our last adventure, you do deserve to know of it. That creature that we saw tonight, there in the cave, was certainly most unique, but there are others of its ilk in the world. I've seen them, from the blood-soaked trenches of the Crimea to the hills of China. By God, I've seen monsters. After the first few encounters, I began to do research. I learned that the horrors rise wherever there is fear and violence. I sought out and tracked down some of these fiends and slew them. Eventually, I attract the attention of others of like spirit, my fellow members of the Explorer Society. I also discovered that the Society is only the most recent face of our little fellowship. Men, and women I might add, have been banding together to fight evil since as far back as King Solomon himself. Maybe even further. Our particular branch can trace its roots to the ancient Rome and a brotherhood called the Twilight Legion. Were I to tell you what our long-dead brethren found in the Tutobjerger Wald, your hair would turn white. So now, I bestow upon you an honor, a privilege, and most importantly, a responsibility. Right wrongs, defend the oppressed, save the innocent, and slay the beast. Welcome to the Explorer Society, friends. Here, there be monsters, and more importantly, those of us who hunt them. And with that, he uh, passes out the rings, giving each of them, giving each of you one. And uh, after he does that, he sits down, says, "So I assume that you have uh, several or even many questions for myself and even Ellington there." Please, feel free to ask them. Tilly will start. So, uh, I want to know what's going on with this white light. The which white light? The white light after we touched the rune with blood. You touched the rune with blood? Indeed. Hmm. And actually, you uh, did Goodman tell you? about that? Tell her about what? The weird white energy that flowed from the rune into her. Because of how little I actually understood about that, I assume that Doc Tilly knew more about it than I did, and I, it's something I want to approach her about later okay. in a more private setting. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing to talk about over dinner. <laughs> but you did tell her it happened? I haven't yet, no. Okay, so yeah, you wouldn't know to ask about that yet. Okay, retract. <laughs> I mean, the earthquake, like, you can make, like, the causation. There's a correlation there. 
fucking touch blood to a fucking sigil and suddenly the ground starts shaking, that's at least like... Yeah, it's, what enough, if, it's enough do, to start an argument. Or does does Ellington it. have any idea what these runes mean as... Um... Cole can pull out his cards to show them off. Yep, and put them in order. All right. That we shall see. Um, where's Dillinger? There he is. And... He is going to get his occult roll. And he's looking them over and says, Ah, yes, yes. These, I believe, belong to the Paiute tribe. Though, why they're here, I don't know, because the Paiute are not native to this area. Where are they native to? Well, I mean, there are several places, but primarily Utah, or as the Mormons call it, Deseret. So we've got to go to Hellstrom's home to find answers to this one. I'm good. Uh, I'm not certain about that. Um, we could just ask his barber, right? I mean, we could, but... <laughs> No, uh, perhaps the Paiute at one point were here on the coast. Uh, judging by what you, what Pennington Smythe told me, that cave looked like it had not been opened in quite a while. Was pretty sealed. Indeed. And there was a creature guarding whatever those runes were. Yes, and I've been giving thought to that. Um, I believe, and Dillinger says as, or not Dillinger, um, Smythe says, as do I, but I believe that that is some kind of nature spirit given physical form to guard most likely the runes there. If I had to take a guess, I would say some form of earth spirit. It didn't and to kill it. Say that again, I'm sorry. It didn't feel good to kill it. I'm sure, because Earth Spirits are very... Very stout. Would be an appropriate phrase, I believe. They're hard to kill, unless you can find their weakness. And it seems you were fortunate that... that uh, Pennington Smythe was there with you, and he noticed what the weakness was. The thing On... just seemed panicked. On the uh, bonus side of things, I don't believe that it will be back anytime soon. Its spirit is still tied to that region, but it will take it some time to reform itself. Probably, considering the speed at which Earth spirits typically move, it might take it even upwards of a couple hundred years. Well, good. I didn't want to go back next Tuesday to deal with that thing again. As long as you don't have to go back in the cave, you shouldn't have to go back to deal with it. Man, I gotta say, I hate being the dumbest man in the room when it comes to ghouls and spooks and goblins. <laughs> Give it time, my friend. You shall... Well, you may not become 
quite the experts that Dillinger and I are, uh, because we've both dedicated in our entire lives to this, you will learn quite a bit along your way. Admittedly, the Earth Spirit did less damage to me than that piece of shit <laughs> did with his stupid brass knuckles, cheating ass asshole. I mean, the Oni are quite potent, and he looked like he was at least half Oni to me. And he still needed to use a weapon like that? Absolute cowardice. I mean, he comes from a different culture. They have different mores and morals. Okay, I would probably say something to the effect of, like, I thought they were supposed to be all about honor. <laughs> like, that's probably where I would go with that, but, like... Well, we, this is the triad we're talking about. <laughs> who are all about honor. I don't know. The triad are basically the Chinese Yakuza. They're, like, they're organized crime. <laughs> it's all about honor. That didn't seem very organized. Well, not in this. Like, these people are fucking psycho. Homies running around with a name unironically Thin Noodles Ma and our boy Big Ears <laughs> Tam. These people what? look like they're in charge? No. Charles puts the spike gloves on the table. I did get a new pair of beet tenderizers out of it. Cleaned them up. <laughs> Put them over the mantle of the bar, Chuck. Well, be when, when we don't need to, like, these will get some tough meat, just pop these on, get some aggression out, and suddenly you've got succulent tender meat ready to go. It's also a reminder to customers that sometimes it is better to have a conversation first before you catch a gut full of lead. It's fair. Well, are there any other pressing questions that you have for either of us? Um, what's next? Well, um, we will place the amulet into a safe place until we can get the other members of our organization to come and take it to a warehouse where it will definitely be safe. That being said, I would recommend that uh, you folks definitely take a look around, see what rights you can wrong, and what monsters you can... And as he gets to there, there is a knock on the door. And... Speak of the devil. Edmund, who's standing guard inside of the room with you, leans over and flips a little lid on the door, which opens up a little peephole, and he gets this puzzled look on his face and closes it and starts to open the door, and we will find out who is behind it next time. Let's find out who's behind door number one! <laughs> Better be a new car. It's uh -huh. not a new car! It's on a bitch. <laughs> I say, is it a mystery box? Anything can be in the mystery box. Anything could be in a mystery box. All right. Oh, it's a boat. So let's, let's do the quick ad copy. Um, make sure that if you love coffee as much as all of us do, 
head over to poppetscoffee.com and check them out. They do ship to just about anywhere stateside, I think in North America in general. Um, you may be able to even get them to ship to other places because I was looking at where our uh, our show is being watched and we are being watched literally around the world now. We have uh, fans in Europe, fans in Russia, which hopefully they're not Putin supporters. Um, fans in Australia and fans in North, or not North Korea, South Korea. North and if Korea, there's one Australia thing people across the world can get behind together as one unified people. Coffee! It's that caffeine, it's that caffeine makes my skin buzz like it just should. It's just right. We do love me some of that dirty bean <laughs> juice. We're a big fan. Um, check out all of our socials. Twitter is at Night's Dinner. We're also on Patreon. You can head to our webpage, knightsofthesmithdinnertable.com, and get to our Patreon from there. Anything that you can throw our way to help out would be greatly appreciated. And at certain levels, you even get some nice uh, Knights of the Smith Dinner Table swag. Uh, that'll be all. We will see you next time. Have a great one, everybody, and thanks for listening and or watching. Did I do the Legally Blind bit last time? <laughs> I think I did the legally blind bit last time. I was you, about to do it again. You, you did. You did. <laughs> okay. I'm like, that that feels like a repeat. I don't think I could pull that off again. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This actual play podcast references the Savage Worlds game system and the Deadlands Weird West Savage setting, both of which are available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Consent Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings, and unique characters, locations, logos and trademarks are all copyright of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Tales from the Deadlands, Knights of the Smith Dinner Table, and all of its logos are property of Knightsmith Games, LLC. For more information, head to www.knightsofthesmithdinnertable.com.